Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Ask the Expert North Texas. Thank you so much for staying with us on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. We're so glad you're joining us. You know, we've talked a lot about different aspects of how our kids have been handling the pandemic from everything from virtual learning to stress and anxiety and socialization and how important that is to keep an eye on. But one thing that we haven't shined too much light on and we're interested in talking about today are eating disorders that some of our kids might have developed during the pandemic and joining us is Dr. Andy McGarrahan from Children's Hospital. Thank you so much for the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Now, is this a, a pretty big problem you're seeing um, here in North Texas with kids? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, since the pandemic started, we started uh, we started to see an increase in our number of kids that uh, needed to come into the, the hospital for higher levels of care, like at an inpatient level of care for treatment. And, um, you know, that's continued as the pandemic has kind of gone along that we've seen more and more kids to the point where, um, you know, sometimes we'd have to have kids, uh, you know, we'd have to have kids waiting to get a bed in order to be seen. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a significant problem, and I think probably across the country, but for certainly here in the Metroplex. What is it about the pandemic that caused such triggers and showed parents the fact that they needed their kids to get actual help? Yeah, I think, um, you know, just talking to some of the kids that we've seen, David, the, um, you know, it, kind of the pandemic, especially in the beginning stages, kind of created this, this kind of perfect storm for, you know, the way kind of things that contributes to eating disorders. So, you know, kids that might have been thinking to themselves, um, hey, this would be a good time for me to, uh, to you know, to begin to eat differently, uh, to exercise more, to uh, change my diet, my, my eating habits. Um, now that doesn't, most kids that do that aren't going to develop an eating disorder, but for, you know, for the, the right, for the, unfortunately for the, you know, the, the right kid that can become a problem. And, um, you know, during a pandemic, when you're isolated at home and um, you don't, you're not around uh, your, your typical routine and typical people like being at school, um, it sets up, it set up a scenario, I think, for a lot of kids that they could engage in behaviors. And for again, for some of those kids, not the majority, but for some of those kids that would result in this went from just I'm going to I'm going to cut some foods out and stuff to uh, into behaviors that they couldn't stop. Yeah, let's talk about some of those behaviors. What types of disorders, um, you know, if you can describe to our listeners, are these kids experiencing? Yeah, so the the. The disorders that we treat at Children's, uh, the main disorders, the eating disorders are anorexia nervosa, 
uh, bulimia nervosa. Those are characterized by, you know, a lot of, of influence or a lot of emphasis on body weight, shape, and size, and lots of fears really about gaining weight, um, and lots of focus on, you know, kind of value based on weight, shape, and appearance, and to the point where you know the fears become irrational. Um, and as we talk about it with our patients um, and parents, that the eating disorder actually becomes the, as you know, might you may hear this this term out there now, more of a coping skill. You know, like how do people cope in times of distress, like a pandemic? Well, the kids with eating disorders cope by engaging in, in what we say are eating disorder behaviors, like restricting food. Um, you know, sometimes maybe binging where they eat excessive amounts of food. Um, and then purging and then purging is, you know, we, we typically think of it as kids like vomiting, but it could also be other things like uh, using diuretics or laxatives or um, extreme overexercise can be another form of uh, purging. So we treat those two disorders. Those are the most frequent ones that we see. There's another diagnosis that we treat. Uh, it's called a, avoided restricted food intake disorder. The acronym is ARFID for short. And it's characterized by the same kind of fears about eating and um, anxieties about what could happen, but not necessarily about, you know, body shape, weight, and appearance. Um, more things like, oh my gosh, this is going, I have extreme fears about this hurting my stomach or about me choking or about, um, you know, how it will taste or feel in my mouth or if, I, and if I'm going to throw up. So same kind of fear and anxiety, but just kind of a, a different theme. And a lot of those kids um, also have kind of a, uh, coexisting, uh, co-occurring depression and anxiety disorders as well. That's pretty common with eating disorders. You mentioned the fact that a lot of, uh, you've seen a lot of teens come in to be hospitalized for this. Is this also because parents had a, a better chance to interact with their kids because they had to be locked in and, and isolated and they were able actually to see what's going on as opposed to the kids being away for school for eight hours? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think for some people, probably that that probably has happened where like you could maybe for the first time you saw what would happen at your kid's lunch, for example, um, or maybe they didn't eat um, or, you know, they they weren't gone for eight hours. So, you notice some of their behaviors and their isolation, maybe, and, and they got concerned about it. So that's a good point. Uh, I imagine that did that has happened where it gave your parents an idea maybe, maybe sooner for some, you know, in some cases they picked up on that this was, was going on. Um, and, and maybe it would have taken longer otherwise. Um, I think, I think a lot of parents probably too, you know, got tuned into their kids' mental health because they started seeing some things that were concerning, like, uh, you know, it's kind of, I think a lot of sadness and uh, when you're isolated and, you know, you can't hang out with your friends and mm -hmm. a lot of anxiety too, about what's going to happen. So yeah, I think that's a good point, David, the, no, I think that does that did happen with some with some folks as parents probably did were able to pick up on it sooner. You know, sometimes we we'd like to think that every parent actually sees these things. This is what mm -hmm. the adults in their life brings them to get treatment because they care about them. But what about some of the parents that are in denial that they're a part of the reason why these kids are going into these dis disorders, you know, maybe mentioning things about their weight or their physical appearance, or you really going to eat that, or, you know, or maybe they have a disorder themselves and they're showing, you know, how to pass this on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are good. Those are good things to think about Kristen. Uh, you know, when parents come in, um, 
<clears throat> you know, my, my experience with it has been that parents often, uh, this is new, new territory for most parents and they're uh, confused and um, want to figure out, Hey, what, what caused this, you know, um, and they're scared and they feel guilty. And, um, you know, certainly parent behaviors, uh, you know, uh, and, and of course, and I'm a parent, I've, I'm not, a, I'm, there's not, there's not the perfect parent. Um, but, you know, parents, one of the things that we help parents with is when they come in is to make sure that they don't think like, Hey, this is, you, this is a result of you know, something you did wrong or even that your kid did wrong. You sort of just happen for a lot of, you know, a lot of different kind of coming together of things, but also letting them know kind of like what you're talking about, Kristen, that, um, you know, there's, there, there's things that you can do that are more helpful. So talking about your own, your own weight or making comments about, um, you know, you know, about, about certain foods being bad for you, or, Hey, I've got to go work out. Cause I ate a piece of cake, you know, all that kind of stuff that happens really commonly in our culture. Um, we, we try to help parents understand that that's not really helpful. Um, and for, for kids with eating disorders, that kind of stuff is really triggering. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that can make, make it may, may, may make them think that, well, hey, if my mom's or dad's thinking that, you know, I, maybe I should uh, I should be doing something different as well. So, yeah, it's a good opportunity to help parents understand better. Eating disorders are often considered girl disorders, but boys and teens can fall into this trap as well. Yeah, I think if this cuts across gender um, or, or even patients that do not um, identify as a certain gender, um, you know, we see kids with um that are transgender um, that, you know, or changing their gender that, um, that have struggles with this too. Um, and boys for sure um, have eating disorders. You know, it's like, I always think of it as, um, you know, boys have the same kind of insecurities. I mean, people have the same kind of insecurities, right? And uh, they just can manifest differently, but we treat boys at the hospital uh, for sure. Um, and they, they don't come in as commonly as girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not out there having the same kind of problems. They may manifest, manifest differently in some ways. Um, as boys may be, and I've heard some boys even say, David, before up at the hospital, like, man, this is like what you just said. This is a, this is a girl's disorder. I can't tell my friends about this. I've got an eating disorder. What are they going to say? Um, like, well, you know, the thing is that boys become insecure about their bodies as well and have fears about eating just like everybody does. Uh, so they just may not feel as comfortable kind of sharing it um, as, as sometimes girls do, even though girls want to keep this stuff secret too. Cause when we start talking about people's bodies, there'd be a lot of shame about that. If we may, uh, I know with timing, but um, just one last question, yeah. you know, it seems like there's a lot of um, focus on under eating. But what about binge eating or overeating? Do you think that that gets underreported to clinics here in North Texas? Yeah, I think so. It's, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, even in our program, we don't, you know, binge eating disorder is a, a specific diagnosis itself. And even in our program, we don't necessarily treat it. We treat bulimia, but they are different disorders, really. I mean, uh, bulimia can't have that, you know, that binging, 
kind of thing that can go with binge eating disorder. But they really can, they really, there's, there's a difference in some of the things that you might do um, when treating those. And I think it does get underreported. I think there's a lot of emphasis on in, um, in society about obesity, um, but not necessarily on the kids that have binge eating disorder on top of that obesity. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that's true. I think it, I don't know if I'm not sure. I, I it probably is underreported. Um, I think it's, a, I, yeah, I think it's a problem that's out there, but doesn't get identified as, uh, as quickly as some of these other ones. Um, I mean, with anorexia, you may get identified more, more quickly if the person drops a ton of weight mm-hmm. and people can see it. The binge eating disorder might not because, again, the person may keep it very secret. And sometimes you have people that are doing that that aren't gaining weight, you know, that are, uh, you know, they're binging, but, um, you know, they're, they're not necessarily, well, particularly with if they're purging, then they, they may be, their weight may stay reasonable, you know, re- relatively stable. So, yeah, I think so. I don't think it gets reported as much. And I don't know if as many folks um, uh feel like uh like this comfortable like oh this is yeah we do this kind of treatment as well i think i think more some more centers are going in that direction but um you know probably going to be need for more of that as we as we move forward fascinating topic i I wish we had more time because it it really is multifaceted on so many issues and and again just thank you and your team for helping out all of our kids here in north texas and our families that are seeking help we appreciate your your time today on uh, again ask the expert podcast. This is uh, Dr. Uh, McGarrahan with Children's Hospital. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 